Key Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. That time, it's so valuable, and you are giving it uh, some of it to us. Unbelievably appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, you are here to hear us talk about talent, uh, some youngsters uh, going uh, playing around the world. And um, we have a trio, uh, a double trio of guys, uh, just two of our scouts are uh, on the uh, on the podcast this week. We have Marco Turk, uh, who will be doing uh, some Sylvanian goodness in Spain. Uh, and then we have Kate Purnell, who will be talking about some of the prospects uh, in uh, in Australia who have played recently at the under 20 uh, nationals there in, uh, in Australia. Um, this of course is part of the taking the charge Substack uh, group. Um, if you uh, uh, go over to taking the charge.substack.com become paid, become a subscriber. If you become a paid subscriber, you get the full archives of these shows, the talking talent podcast, as well as access to the taking the charge prospects podcast uh, so you have a couple of uh, benefits to uh, being a paid subscriber. If you feel that the paid subscription uh, fee is a little high, come to me, drop me a message, and we can talk about it. I don't want to keep you uh, any longer. I'm going to let the guys take over. Uh, we are starting, like I said, with Marco Turk and then jumping over to Kane Purnell. So enjoy uh, chat with these guys, and we will talk to you next week. All right, back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from Slovenia is Marco Turk. Marco, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Keeping myself busy watching a lot of those youth tournaments now. They are like the championships in almost every country. So a lot yes. of stuff going on. Yes, yes, yes. We had under-19 ABBA League uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago. We had um, uh, we got uh, we got the under 19 no next weekend not this coming weekend but the weekend after the that's the year league final four weekend there's obviously the ngt finals but that the week that's the weekend of the uh the german u19 u16 nbbl jbbl final four in frankfurt um i think that's also the same final four as the under uh same weekend as the as the uh under 21 uh french league uh we just saw we just saw this weekend uh jovan tut uh, get the big win over Real Madrid in the in the uh, U18 final, so that app, um, adds adds some drama and everything else to the Euroleague uh, to the Adidas Next Generation final. So, yeah, and then we have like you know super super uh, matchups, super excitement in, in in so many leagues. We were just talking about the Spanish league. Uh, do yourself a favor and go check out the Spanish uh, relegation battle. Uh, just some huge clubs down, you know, down there in the bottom of the standings fighting to stay up. Uh, there's an enormous game tonight, last game of the German league season uh, with Ludwigsburg hosting Heidelberg. And uh, that will decide home court advantage uh, in, in the, for the fourth team in the league. So I think it's Ludwigsburg if they win and then it's, Ulm, if they lose, uh, if Ludwigsburg lose, and then um, I think one of the teams would 
get to it would have to face Bayern, I think it was. So I mean, anyway, so it's like there's three spots that are there to be decided still uh, in the, the in the playoffs. So some fantastic hoops, and of course, you know, obviously next, uh, you know, not this weekend, but next weekend, of course, there's the there's the um, uh, yearly final four and Adidas Next Generation tournament. And tonight, time of recording tonight, uh, actually when this comes out last night, will be the Euro Cup final. Um, you have a pick in that one, uh, Virtus. Uh, against uh, Cinderella, uh, Bursaspor? I would say Virtus will win that just on the depth of their bench and more quality, also the home court advantage, but I wouldn't underestimate this Bursaspor team. You, you, you saw, saw them live. <laughs> <laughs> they are some dogs. They are some dogs. Yeah, get some. <laughs> and, and they're doing it on the road. They beat, they did, they beat, um, they beat Partizan yeah. in Belgrade. They beat Sedevita in Lupiana, they beat um, Andorra uh, in Andorra, and now they go Virtus in in, uh, in Bologna. So it's going to be fun. That's, uh, uh, you know, knockout. You know, people can people cannot like it, like it, whatever. Um, I, I've I've justified it in, in just thinking, you know what? Hey, the series is tied 1-1 and home court advantage in game three. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Can say it. I mean, um, everyone gets their chances. So everyone gets their chances. Fair for all of them. And and you know what? Well, what do you fight for the you know for the whole seat the whole season? You have a home court advantage. You know, you have home court advantage in the game, and that there you go. There's there's you know, and, and it's one game. If you can't win game three of a series at home, you don't deserve it. So, um, my uh, my my two cents worth there. Uh, but you guys are here listening to, because you want to hear about uh, youth basketball players. Um, and uh, we got some family, uh, actually, uh, a connection. Uh, uh, Marco's going Homer here on us, going Slovenia, uh, Slovenians big time. Um, and actually, but actually, uh, some Slovenians who uh, we're going to see the summer and, uh, and actually probably with some pretty big expectations. Um, we're going to start with, uh, with Matias Samar, uh, who's the younger brother, uh, Ziga, Ziga, Ziga Samar, um, and is also there with Fuen Labrada. Ziga is, uh, fighting to keep Fuen Labrada in the, uh, in the aforementioned Spanish first division. Again, go check out the standings there. Um, Matias, 2004 born. Um, and uh, played at the under 18 European uh, Challenger last summer. Uh, they won that thing, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, is uh, is with uh, Fuen Labrada. Um, how long has he been with Fuen Labrada? Do you know that off the top of your head? I don't know, actually. But yeah. I think when Shiga came there, so like two years now. Yeah. Okay. I, we, I, I have him here, obviously, for this past season, played in the. In the fourth division uh, with the ABA team, um, I also see a pretty big break uh, in the ABA stats. Do you know? Was there an injury at all during the season? Do you know about that? Oh uh, yeah, he was injured for a few months. I, I don't know exactly, but I think it was shoulder injury. Uh huh. So I think it was pretty serious time. because it was all of November, December, January, and February and half of March. Four months, I think. Four and a half, four and a half months already that he was out. Uh, Fuen Labrada, second team in the EBA. What do you have on Matija Samar? Yeah, as you said, he's the younger brother of Ziga, and he followed his steps to Spain to develop his uh, game there. And uh, he's having a good season uh, for the 
under 18 team and also played on for EBA for uh, Fuenlabrada's second team. Uh, I watched a few matches now, the under 18, and Mattia played an important role in that team. Uh, he is the best guard and uh, has a big uh, offensive role. Uh, there aren't that many similarities in the playing style of the brothers. Uh, Giga is a true floor general that uh, controls the rhythm and connects the dots in offense, while Mattia is more a scorer. Uh, there's nothing bad in that, and I believe they could play together on the floor and form an interesting brother combo on the backcourt. Uh, his scoring is quite advanced for his age. Uh, he is a player that can create a shot for himself uh, almost out of any situation. Uh, his shooting mechanics are smooth and he doesn't need that much space. And he's reliable and as a catch and shoot and shooter. Uh, we saw that at the under 18 where he made some uh, spot up shots from corners. Uh, he's also able to make shots uh, off the bounce. So he has a complete uh, scoring package in that regard. Uh, in the recent uh, Spanish under 18s, he showed that he can read the defense very well. A few times uh, he lost the defender when he was running around screens and also threw the defense out of balance with a pump fake or a simple jab step. So he has the basketball IQ to read the defense and find a weak spot. Uh, another big strength from him is the slashing part. Uh, he isn't an elite athlete, but he's again reading the defense very well and making those quick decisions to get advantage and beat the defender. Uh, when he's at the rim, he's showing a soft touch, uses his body good for protection. And I haven't seen many times that uh, his shots were blocked or ordered. Uh, this is definitely a skill that uh, can translate to pro level as well. His body balance on those layups and finishes is good. So his balance and under control and able to finish through contact. He also uh, made some uh, passes out of pick and rolls and showed that he has the passing game. But as said, uh, he's more a scorer and, in my opinion, passing won't really define his ceiling, but still it shouldn't be underestimated. And it's always good to have a secondary playmaker on the floor that can create shots for other players and this some assist while also being able to uh, create shots from his for himself. Uh, he's also a decent defender and he isn't a weakness on the defensive end, but not an elite defender either. So he gets his job done in defense and can defend both uh, guard positions equally well. Uh, I'm a big fan of his game and uh, can't wait to see more from him in the future. And I can imagine him being the scoring leader of our under-18 team, uh, the European Championship in Izmir this summer, uh, especially if Urban Klauser will play at under-20 and Jan Vidal just for the under-17 team and the World Championship. So, yeah, we have a load of generation with three great scorers at the guard spots. Listen, I, I can't imagine that, you know, Slovenia, you know, they, you know, took third place at the under-18 um in 2019 right yeah 2019 um and you know this is a this is the this is the year that is the qualifier for the under 19 world cup 
and um and slovenia has um um uh wait have they been to a under 19 world cup before i don't think they have have they do you know that so let me take a look at it so i mean i can't imagine that they won't um you know not at least you know give their uh give that whole group a chance um to to do it um and um and uh and and actually even because the so so the under under 17 world cup it ends on july 10th and and i think the under 18 european championship starts on the 30th if i'm not mistaken of july so there's enough time that they that Vita and and maybe some of the top old fives could actually get in that tournament as well. I mean, Vita is like you know he's elite, so you can you can get him in there. Um, I don't know about some of the other guys, but um, they have played. Uh, it was 2009. Uh, they played the only, no 2003 was the only time uh, uh, that was in Greece. Uh, that's Slovenia. Is that right? Um, to remember that yeah 2000 2003 and so i i i listen man i you know if this means you get to go to the world cup for the first time since um uh since 03 uh man you, i mean why not why not go for it um so i don't know but but like you said uh you know samar is going to definitely be a, you know major major part of that team um, and as well as the, as, as the second guy, uh, you're going to talk about, um, and, uh, also a, a, a younger brother, um, and, and that is, uh, Sergei, uh, Sergei Masura, um, where am I? Yeah, Sergei Mas- Masura. Oh, wait, wait, just real quick with, uh, with Shamar. So he'll play the first, actually first couple of months next season, um, at, uh, eight at 17 he turns 18 uh just before the end of the new year december 28th uh, moving on to sergey masura um playing with basconia where his older brother uh yuri uh, actually played um and his older brothers back in um back in slovenia now um uh, and then obviously masura was also on the under 18 team last year um so what do you have? And he's playing, he's playing uh, uh, predominantly in the, uh, in the under, um, in the ABA, in the ABA league, um, I guess probably Basconia's under 18 team as well. Uh, so what do you have on Sergei Masura? Yeah, similar situation when younger brother is following older brother footsteps. Uh, the only difference now that he's going to Basconia and not to Real Madrid or Madrid in general. Uh, this example both went to Basconia youth program. Uh, again, the differences between the playing style of the brother is quite big. Uh, older Yuri is more a mobile inside big that can occasionally uh, stretch the floor, while Sergey is more of a wink in my eyes. Uh, Sergey has a thin frame with lanky body with extremely long limbs. Uh, his hands are active, especially uh, in defense when he can make uh, some deflections because of his hand activity. Uh, in the few games at recent uh, Spanish under 18, uh, he showed very good instincts uh, for steals and also blocked some shots. Uh, 
His hips are very flexible and he can drop low and turn around quickly. Uh, his reactions are very good for a player his size. And this is uh, the quality of the best defenders. So yeah, uh, his defensive instincts are really good. And in my opinion, uh, he has the potential to develop into a very good wing defender that can cover a lot of different uh, players and a lot of ground and defense. Uh, he can also be useful as a help side team defender to cover the holes in defense that other players leave and glue the defense together. So really uh, high potential as a defender. Uh, the offensive part of his game still has a lot of room to improve. There are uh, two aspects of his offensive game where uh, I think he's really good at at the moment. The first one is his transition game. Uh, as I said, uh, he's long and athletic. And if you blend these two characteristics together, you can get a player that can be hard to stop on open court. And Sergei loves to run the floor and finish plays in early offense. And most of the time, uh, those finishes are high above the rim with a powerful tongue. Um, the second uh, big offensive quality from him is his penetrating of the catch. Uh, again, he's using his length and athleticism very good. After he catches the ball, he goes immediately to the rim and leaving the defenders behind. Uh, his strides are long, and of course, that helps him in that regard. And also, he's explosive and bouncy, so he can go for a dunk out of those drives. And we saw that quite a few times in the Spanish Under-18 Championship. Uh, the other areas of his offensive game are a little raw at the moment. Uh, his dribbles are too high for my taste and his handles look loose so he can struggle with place in isolation and can't go by defenders so easily, uh, especially if smaller players are defending him, which is usually the case. Uh, shooting is also something that can be improved. He can sink some open shots, but in my opinion, lacks the consistency and uh, reliability to repeat it every night. And if he manages just to improve this aspect of his game uh, to, let's say, a decent level, uh, I think his ceiling can get uh, really high because teams look for wing players with this profile. I mean, players that are long, that can defend a lot of positions and make an impact in defense, that are uh, fluid on open court, uh, great slashers of the catch, and if the defense needs to respect uh, his outside shot as well, uh, then we get like a modern wing. So his tools are definitely intriguing and uh, he has the talent for a nice career. But in the end of nowadays, talent is rarely enough to make it as a pro. So it comes down to how determined you are. And uh, if you're going uh, to work hard for that and stuff like this, so... In Slovenia, we don't have that many wings or big guys. So I really hope that Sergei will make the transition to pro level and that we get uh, quality wings for years to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. When did he? Uh, when did he? When did he arrive there? So if he arrived there, uh, uh, this question is: Is he? Is he Spanish? Is he a formation player? Can he be a formation player? Or did he not get there early enough? Do you know that by chance? So he, he's at April birthday um, and joined 2020. So I don't know if it's going to be there. He arrived in 2017 or 18. That early? I'm not sure about it. I think it's 17. 
or late. Uh, okay, okay. At the end of that season, 60s, but 70s. But that's real early. That's like 13 years old. Yeah, I mean, his brother was already there, so. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, okay. Um, and 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 while you're while you were talking, um, I, I actually went back and found um, that was the that was a pretty darn good generation uh, that was at the Under Nineteen World Cup back in two thousand three. Um, they had won that, and I think it was the only other. I think that was the only other medal uh, for Slovenia. Is that right? The only other medal, uh, Slovenia. Oh wait, no, here up here. Uh, Slovenia. I know the yeah. It was the only previous one, and that was two thousand two, where they finished second to da, 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 to to Croatia, um, and uh, and that was the generation with Erajan Lorbeck, Domin Lorbeck, oh. uh, uh, Sasha Zagorac. Uh, yeah. And you also had uh, Yuri Moch, uh, Mo- M- Mochnik. Moch, yeah. So pretty, pretty solid generation there. <laughs> um, and uh, and let's see. And that was the, and that was the Croatia generation. Let's see if I can just open that really quick. Uh, let's see here, Croatia. Croatia that year had it was in Germany actually. That was the. 2002 in in germany uh just to finish off on sergey he mentioned he has an april birthday so he has already turned 18 uh so but he'll play basically the entire next season as an 18 year old won't turn 19 until late in the uh, in the season um and that was a croatia team that had uh uh um um let's see who else was on that uh man uh, marco thomas uh Pazlic, Banic. Yeah, so those are the some of the some of the guys on that team um so pretty nice generation and i really i tell you I, I to be honest i really think you know you get a chance to go and that and that, with that grouping of players uh including this next guy as well 2005 generation um you know to to to, you know, and 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 also Vida uh, will also have had the excitement of just playing at a se- under seventeen World B- World Cup, and you got to think he'd be excited to maybe have a chance to next year play under nineteen World Cup. I don't know, man. And you got to finish top five, you know. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so last guy it's is possible. yeah, last it's totally possible. Last guy is actually a guy uh, the. Uh, we're all going to see next week, uh, next week uh, at the this next generation tournaments. Jan Vida, uh, 2005 born with Real Madrid. Um, of course, he also was on the team, uh, was the MVP of the uh, under 16 challengers that the uh, uh, under 16 challenger Novi Sad that they won, uh, where he scored uh, 27 points, uh, nearly six rebounds, plus more than four assists. Uh, obviously, you know, played at the uh, at the Adidas next generation tournament. Uh, in Ljubljana, had the excitement of playing in front of the, the home fans there, um, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, you know playing with the second team in EBA, and uh, actually looks like one, two, three, four last three games and four of the last six games has scored in double figures in the EBA, uh, but of course was also on the team that lost to Juventut in the 
in the uh, under 18 final. So what do you have on the last of your three guys, uh, Jan Vida? Yeah, the third Slovenian young player and third different team in Spain. Uh, he's right, well route. done, well done, my friend. Yeah, his route is a little more traditional uh, since he's playing for Real Madrid, where they have a long history of creating and trusting in Slovenian point guards. Uh, as far as I know, he doesn't have an older brother, so he wasn't following the steps of his uh, brother, but jokingly said uh, he followed uh, the steps of his neighbor. Uh, Jan Vide and Urban Klauser uh, lived on the same street in Domžale. That's a small town and close to Ljubljana. So Very they good. Just... Dropping, the net, <laughs> dropping the knowledge. Fantastic. <laughs> so they just few houses away and grew up together. Uh, both made the first steps in Helio Sans. That's the best Slovenian club uh, when it comes to youth categories. So And they already won the under-19s and under-17s this season. So, yeah, there are some similarities in the career paths of Jan Vidant, Urban Klauser so far. Uh, yeah, he's another great scorer from the guard positions. He's one of the best slashers in his generation uh, with elite first step and usually doesn't have uh, any problems of uh, beating the first line of defense and get to the rim. Uh, he's very efficient as a finisher there, can finish in many ways and very good at finishing through contact. Uh, he has great size for a guard and very strong in upper and lower body. And that helps him a lot when he's driving to the rim and when he's leaning on defenders for the finish. Uh, his biggest offensive weakness so far is his shot, definitely. Uh, he can make open shots here and there, but I'm not uh, trusting that shot yet. Uh, we can saw it the match against Valencia a few days at the Spanish under 18s. I think it was semi-final match. Uh, he made two air balls when he shot another dribble three-point shot, and those two misses were really huge. And that raises some question marks, but I believe that he can make some improvements and become a better shooter, even though his release is on the slower side at the moment, uh, not completely fluid. So, yeah, there are things to improve in the quickness and smoothness of that release. Uh, but when he manages to do that, uh, it will be he will be a really uh, big problem for the defenses and be uh, really hard to stop him. Uh, he's handling the ball uh, a lot and his handles are good, uh, similar as, uh, as I talked before uh, for uh, Matthias Summer. Uh, he's also more scoring oriented, uh, even though uh, his court vision and understanding of the game is high, but he is uh, confident in his scoring skills and. Uh, has a lot of trust in himself that he will score uh, no matter what. Uh, he also knows how to use his body uh, very well in defense, that uh, he's strong body and he can uh, put pressure on the ball handler and force him into mistakes. Uh, he's not uh, trying to go for steals by any means, but he stays uh, patient and just milks the clock away and uh, waits for the mistake of we saw that like the ANGT Ljubljana, uh, some very good defensive sequences by him, and he definitely can be a plus defender on perimeter. Uh, again, I have high expectations from him in the future. Uh, 
as you said, we'll see him next week at the NJT finals uh, representing Real. And he had a pretty big uh, role in the team, uh, coming off the bench and leading the second unit, even though he's 2005 born. So he still has, uh, he still can play at NJT the next year again. Uh, and even expect a bigger role for him at the under 70 World Championship in the summer where he will have a big role for Slovenia. And I really can't wait to see how he will compete against the USA roster and where he stands against some high-caliber NBA prospects. And then the under-18 European Championship too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you doubt it. You doubt it. There's enough time in there, man. That's, that's as long as he's healthy, as long as he you know, doesn't have an injury at all. Um, you know, because that's... Uh, that's 11, 10 is the, 10 is the final. So 11, give him a day off, give him a second day off, uh, 13, it gives him two full weeks before, um, before the start of the tournament. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see about that. If you'll be like, you doubt, you still doubt it. You still doubt it. All right. Um, Marco, um, we will, uh, we'll actually see each other uh, next week. Actually, uh, uh def- definitely i would imagine a week from today actually a week from right now we'll be watching uh the uh, first games of the these uh, next series tournament finals why don't you let everybody know where they can find you read your stuff etc and then we'll get on our days on twitter at turk marco with double o in the end and we're putting a lot of content now out of the eurospects website so follow them as well there'll be the report is coming up for the Ljubljana tournament, the Adriatic under-19 Final Four, and also the report after the Belgrade tournament will finish, will follow as well. All right, fantastic. Marco, uh, we'll see you next week um, and talk to you then for sure, and then on the show in two weeks. Definitely. Okay, back on the Talking Talent uh, podcast uh, with me from uh, Australia is Kane Purnell with uh, ID Prospects. Kane, welcome back. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, David. Uh, Thanks for having me back on. Ready to uh, talk some uh, some uh, some guys over by you again, um, and uh, going a, a little bit older. Last time we were talking about uh, the uh, some of the guys that uh, actually really in like what three three four weeks are going to be playing under under sixteen slash under seventeen uh, Asia Championship, uh, looking to try to get to the World Cup. Um, and this year, this this time around, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to trend a little bit older. Um, actually, some guys that were playing at the uh, under twenties uh, down down by you, uh, but we're actually going to start with a, a non-Australian, uh, and that is uh, Dragos Lungu uh, from Romania. Uh, people saw him uh, last season. He actually was, uh, despite being a 2004 born, uh, and basically started this started last season as a 16 year old, and was uh, was already playing uh, played. Uh, Played 21 games in the in the in the uh, in the um, Romania league for uh, Cluj uh, Napuco, who you know obviously went pretty far this year in the in the basketball champions league, uh, and then went down to uh, and then you know started his way into the uh, global uh, into the NBA academy world, I guess, um, and uh, and is actually uh, down in Australia at the global academy. Uh, we also saw him last year, last summer at the uh, under eighteen European Challengers, uh, where put up where he put up pretty pretty solid numbers. Uh, he is two thousand four born, so he will again be playing this year 
uh, he can be playing this year at under 18 European championship. Uh, I imagine they're probably in B. No, don't know that for 100% sure, but I would be surprised if they're not. I'll take a look at that uh, while you're going. Uh, so why don't you have, uh, why don't you let us know what you have on uh, Dragos Lungu? Yes, yeah, so Lungu, um, you saw us last season when uh, Cruz were playing at the ANGT. I can't remember which one it was, um, but I was really impressed with his play. Um, so he's, you know, caught my eye just, you know, his overall flashiness as a player, um, but, you know, just a really high skill level for a guard. So he's about six foot five. Um, most of the time I've seen him, he's been um, more of the dominant scorer um, and the ball handler. Um, I think, you know, maybe in the future, you might be able to slide him more to the, to the two and get someone else handling the ball a bit more next to him so he can pick his spots. Um, but still, um, at this stage in his career, you know, he's been um, pretty pretty good with uh, you know, handling the ball and being the bottom-up player. So um, when you see him, you know, um, he's not not the best athlete, um, but he does have some moments, um, you know, beating guys, or, you know, jab steps, driving to the rim. Um, he has had a few moments, um, you know, finishing above the rim, dunking the ball. Um, but the majority of the time, he is relying on his craft um, to beat people off the dribble um, and get to the rim. Um, so he's very creative with his handle, um, st- strings together multiple crossovers, um, you know, different dribble moves, um, and just gets uh, a lot of movement um, uh, like, uh, east to west, you know, when he's going downhill. Um, uh, you know, really good, like hang dribbles, gets the ball um, right up, you know, slow to fast, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, he he does prefer to drive to the rim um, than to the shoot, uh, than to shoot the ball from the perimeter. Um, but he still doesn't mind shooting the ball from the perimeter. Um, he does need to get better when he's finishing. Um, I think a lot of that will come with added strength because right now he is, um, you know, uh, rather slim. Um, uh, yeah, so he needs to get stronger as a finisher, um, but that will come. Um, so like I said before, he he doesn't mind shooting the ball from deep. Um, definitely got a lot of confidence from there, um, but it is a weakness for him at the moment. Um, you'll see, you know, he does air ball shots. Um, he doesn't shoot great from the field all the time. Um, and he does take a lot of difficult shots. You know, he'll take shots um, off the dribble, um, step backs, uh, contested shots, Um but the main thing I want to see from him is just adjusting his shot so that he moves the ball over more to the right um, when he's shooting the ball as it's in the middle of his face right now, um, you know, kind of blocking his view at the rim when he's bringing the ball up. Um, but, you know, uh, if he's able to fix that up, you know, he's got time um, and he's taking difficult shots. So I'm sure his percentages will come up eventually. Um, but I am a bit worried about his free throw shooting as well. Um, you know, over the past year, um, hasn't been great for him. Um, it is a low sample size though, but um, just definitely something to watch with him. Um, you know, mentality-wise, he's definitely more of a score-first guy, um, but he is capable of throwing some great passes around, um, you know, standing still um, and in live dribble passes. Um, you know, passes the ball really quick, um, like fast passes uh, across his body. Um, turnovers are a bit of an issue for him, uh, but... I wouldn't say that's more from the passes. That's more from just trying to take on too much, um, you know, dribbling into a corner, or not necessarily a corner, dribbling to the baseline with his helmet defense, getting himself trapped, um, you know, taking you know, a guy off the dribble with a set defense, uh, losing the ball from there, um, just, you know, trying to bail himself out with a pass in the air. 
Um, more things like that necessarily than the passes he's choosing to throw. So that's why I also want to see him in the future move a little bit more off the ball because um, he doesn't play a lot off the ball, like I said before. Um, defensively, he's actually quite strong, um, especially when he's um, getting up into the ball handler, um, picks people up full court, um, he really bothers them with that, gets into them, uh, creates a lot of steals, especially um, you know, when he's guarding the ball. Uh, off the ball, he has some moments. Um, he digs down, um, does gamble a little bit more when he's off the ball. Um, but on the ball, um, he's definitely strong right now. Uh, uh, at an event over in America last year, uh, he was playing for the Latin American NBA Academy um, and they went against uh, it was NBA Africa and Tyrese Proctor was playing for the African team. And those two had a great matchup. Uh, Lungu really defended him well and um, you know Proctor had a really quiet game. Um, which I think just goes to show you know, the defensive ability of Longu. Um, so he's got an interesting future ahead of him. Um, he's gone you know, from the pro, um, playing in the pros over in Romania down to the NBA Academy. Um, you know, Previously, he said that uh, he wants to stay in the professional route, but since going to the NBA Academy, I think he's been a bit more open to college options, which would definitely be interesting for him. I think he's definitely a high major player if he chose to do that. Um, but, you know, he's still got a year ahead of him. And I think uh, he's also going to have his eyes on something like the G League Ignite or the NBL as a next star. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at the production he had. Uh, you, you mentioned the AMGT last year. He he, he averaged um, 16 points, seven rebounds, four assists, uh, two steals, uh, flirted with a triple-double, 11, seven, and seven uh, against, uh, against Maccabi. And, um, yeah, I mean... A guy who has already played in the Romanian league for, um, you know, as a 16, basically the entire season as a 16 year old, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, something that you, you know, have to open your eyes about a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, um, I asked, I asked a question earlier, uh, Romania uh, first uh, uh, division A or division B, they, they haven't played division A since uh, I don't think 07. Yeah. 07. Um, and they haven't finished. Uh, they haven't finished better than fifteenth uh, in the Division B since 2011. So, uh, kind of, uh, kind of, um, not a surprise. Although um, the U20 team uh, actually made it up to the Division A. That was the the, the season they had. Uh, what was his name? The the Romanian who who was at um, the big who was at uh, Real Madrid. Um, Kate. Uh, was that Emmanuel Kante? So that was a uh, maybe four or five years ago or so. Um, okay, and and yeah, so uh, and Lungo will not then he won't play, uh, he won't turn, um, uh, he won't even turn 18 then until um, basically whatever summer, you know, uh, at the end of at the end of the summer, September 2nd is his birthday. Uh, next guy is uh, is uh, then Australian, and uh, that is Lachlan. Uh, Lachlan Oldbrick uh, plays uh, for uh, South Australia, I guess. Is that right? South Australia? Yeah. Yeah, South Australia. Yeah. Um, and actually got into a couple of games um, in the NBL this year uh, with Adelaide. Um, uh, you probably were watching him at the under-20s. Um, uh, was was part of the uh, the center of excellence, right? Uh, yeah, he was yeah. last last season. Is that right? Yeah, and then he's joined uh, Adelaide. He was a development player with them. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so what do you have on uh, Lachlan Ulbricht? Yeah. So, um, so he's a big man, um, about six ten or so. Um, now I've been seeing him. I saw him last year at the under twenties. Um, then he joined the Center of Excellence. Um, you know, back again at the under twenties. You know, he was with Adelaide as well. Um, so you know, just a big, big rise for him um, over the past couple of years. Um, especially you know with a couple of COVID years in there, um, so it's nice to see um, players popping out that have turned into very, very good players. Um, so you know, about six ten, um, very, very skilled big man, um, comfortable handling the ball, a uh, great passer. Um, so he's got you know as a passer, his decision making is very, very good actually. Um, he's able to play with other bigs as well, which is quite important. Um, just with his passing ability, he can find them um, down low. Um, you know, from the uh, from the perimeter, he can handle the ball, like attack the rim. Um, his height really helps him when he's passing the ball. Uh, you can see over defenses, um, out of the post. You know, you can see over the defense, um, and he passes the ball. Um, it's hard to describe. Like one hand, kind of overhead passes. Um, you know, just keeping the ball high, um, out of the way of other defenders. Um, you know, just does a really good job of either you know finding someone cutting to the rim. Um, finding someone in the dunker spot or spotting up out in the corner. Um, and so you can play a lot of offense through him. Um, you know, and like I said, handles the ball really well for a big man, um, grabs the ball off the defensive glass, pushes out in transition, um, takes, takes his man off the um, off the dribble from the perimeter, um, you know, operates in dribble handoffs. Uh, he can fake them. He gets going towards the rim after he fakes them. Um uh, you know, does a pretty good job finishing on the rim. Touch is pretty solid. Um, when you when you look at him, you'll think he's more of like a um, you know, slower footed big, um, you know, more post dominant. Um, and he is good in the post. You know, he's got some some moves out of the post. Uh, he is strong, um, but he's actually quite mobile, um, which you can see. You know, in these handoffs and handling the ball, changing direction, um, stringing together crossovers. Um, which you know, it really does help him um, to attack mismatches. Um, you know, he can stretch the defense out. He's still working on his jump shot, um, but there have been games where you know he gets the ball up. Um, you know, still getting the percentages there, but in the future with his touch, um, you know, the shooting ability, uh, shooting potential, um, I think he will be able to stretch the defense out, um, which will really help him um, as someone that can you know pick and pop, you know, maybe pick and roll um, if they switch onto him. Um, uh, defensively, um, so you know he's not the most athletic. Um, you do like when you see him, you do think he is more of a slow-footed big man. Um, but he does have you know some mobility. Uh, he's going to get exposed going against some quicker guys. Um, you know guys that can quickly change pace, uh, snap back with their dribble, um, and attack. You know his hips aren't the quickest, um, but he you know he does you know, move side to side. So he will survive on some switches here and there. Um, but not something you want him to be doing all the time. Um, really just, you know, high IQ, um, especially defensively, um, you know, rotates over, contest shots. Um, not not the best as a shot blocker. Um, he's more of a, someone that gets gets to their position early, holds their ground, goes up vertically, um, does a really good job actually of going up vertically when he's contesting the shots around the rim. Um and yeah, so like I said, there's some room for him to improve, um, you know, with his body. Um, get a bit quicker, stronger, um, and you know, hopefully he can play the five full-time going forward. Um, so he has committed to UC Riverside over in America for college for 
I believe it's next season. Um, so that'll be really interesting there. Um, it's kind of like a pipeline for Australian players at the moment. Um, so just seeing how he can develop there, um, if he is able to um, carve out a role uh, you know, as a full-time five that can stretch the floor, attack mismatches, um, you know, that's someone that you know, in a few years' time you're going to be looking at as someone you know, can play in the NBL. Um, you know, depending on his development, you know, could be someone to look for for the Australia team as well. So he's he's heading to Riverside. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, UC Riverside. Yeah. Okay. Um, move on to the to, uh, so uh, so Obrick will be uh, he'll turn uh, math he'll turn nineteen uh, at the end of the year. He's a December thirtieth birthday. Uh, and uh, next guy is also heading to college next year, and that is uh, even Kilminster. Uh, and he is on his way to the College of Charleston. Um, uh, another guy, 2003 born, who, you know, we just haven't had a chance to see him internationally. Uh, just, you know, with, with COVID and everything else, you know, I feel bad for, you know, all these guys throughout the world who, you know, missed a chance to, to play for the national team, you know, in some of these competitions, you know, you think uh, would have been so 2003. So, um yeah he was a bottom level player last year i don't know was he was he in the mix maybe for the uh was he in the mix for the under 17 under 19 last year at all or? yeah i think i think he was in the mix but um you know they were quite strong at the guard spot um yeah you know, yeah with a bunch of nba players and yeah he, he, I can, looks like he did play at this he, he did compete in this uh participate in this uh u17 uh fiba u17 skills challenge that was actually 2020 um, but obviously that, you know, doesn't really uh, count, but um, yeah. And heading to college of Charleston, which, you know, looking at the roster there and, you know, let's say uh, obviously there's, there's already a, uh, an Australian there with its rain Smith. Um, but, you know, guys from guys from uh, Croatia, uh, um, you, you have uh, a couple of guys from Africa, from Cameroon, from, from Senegal, and also uh, Nikita uh, Ev. Evdokimov, uh, Russian, uh, actually a former uh, U16 national team player there, uh, used to play at Lokomotiv, uh, Kuban, Krasnodar, and so now he's he's over there as well. Um, so they're kind of building an international pipeline there uh, uh, with uh, Carl's, uh, College of Charleston. Uh, so why don't you uh, let us know what, they, what you have on Ivan Kilminster? Yeah, so I'm really excited to see him at Charleston. Um, Michael Cassidy, who was on the coaching staff for the Australian under-19 team um, is one of the coaches there. Um, so I'm sure there's a you know, connection there with the Australians. Um, but, yeah, so Rain Smith, like you said, is there, who's probably the one of the best junior shooters um, that we'll have seen out of Australia. Um, and out of the group of players that were at the Centre of Excellence or Global Academy, I'd probably say Kilminster is the second best shooter um, behind Smith to come out of there. Um, so, you know, he's... Um, uh, more of a point guard and uh, Smith is more off ball, but yeah. So Kilminster, um, point guard, about six six two or so. Um, so not that big, um, but just as a shooter, he's very very talented. Um, handles the ball. Um, you know he can shoot the ball off the dribble. He can shoot the ball off the catch. Um, and he's a player that um, you know, when he gets you know, more confidence going, when he sees the ball go through the rim um, a few times. You know, he starts getting a bit more ambitious, um, you know, step back threes, uh, deeper threes, more contested threes. Um, 
you know, so when he does get rolling, he's a player that can, you know, heat up and he can score really quickly. Um, you know, he didn't have the best shooting performance um, this year at the under-20s, but last year, some of the games um, he had, um, you know, he was just hitting shots from everywhere. Um, but, you know, something that does hold him back a little bit as a shooter, I think, um, is the the release speed on his shot. Um, you know, so he's got a great-looking shot. Um, I just want to see uh, him speed it up a little bit, um, especially his size. He's not always going to get that shot away over um, people if they switch onto him or, you know, bigger defenders on him. Um, so, you know, just speeding that up, that'll give him, you know, um, you know, he can shoot from, you know, a little bit past the three-point line. So if he gets that shot a little bit quicker, um, it's going to be really hard for people to guard him. Um, so, yeah, with his size, he does get a bit limited um, from times. Uh, he's also not a great athlete. Um, he has to rely more on craft um, to attack the rim, um, uh, you know, break down defences, um, threatens them with pump fakes, um, pulls back with his dribble, um, and their crossovers, um, just to kind of leverage his shooting ability, um, you know, get defenders up on him. So if he was that little bit quicker, um, I think you'd see him attacking the rim a little bit more often, um, but he's not not there all the time just yet. Um, around the rim, uh, he's, you know, he's got really good touch, um, it's just again his size is a problem. He understands, you know, to go into players to create space, um, but he can kind of, you know, struggle against shot blockers um, just with their size and length bothering him. Um, you know, he's often off balance. You know, maybe that's a core strength thing, um, but you know, he will have you know some crazy finishes around the rim. Um, but you know, he'll fall down and you know just throw something up and it goes in, which I think just kind of talks about his touch that he has. Um, he, you know, he's a pretty high IQ player, um, you know, despite, you know, some bad shots here and there, but that's more just understanding, you know, he is a great shooter, um, but he, he understands, you know, when he's driving to the rim, uh, you know, he can't contest against these massive guys at the rim. Um, so he's developed a great floater, um, going down, going down the middle of the paint, especially gets it up. Um, the arc he gets on it, he does a really good job with that, gets up and over the contest, um, uh, it, it forces the the bigs to step up a bit to him. They know that flight is coming, um, which kind of opens the floor up a bit more. Um, you know, drop off passes. Um, he wraps the ball around. Um, you know, kind of just you know forces. Yeah, once he's forcing them to come up. Um, as a passer, though, I would say um, he's definitely a, a solid passer. Um, I wouldn't say he's you know a true like you know. Point, point guard. Um, de- he's definitely more in that school first mindset. Um, he looks to get to his shot and kind of what the defense gives you, he'll take. Um, you know, he's had some good moments, you know, collapsing the defense a little bit and kicks out to shooters. Um, but because he can't break the defense down all that often, um, that does hold him back uh, when he is kicking the ball out. Um, as a defender, uh, once again, we come back to, you know, the physical size, you know, the limited wingspan, athleticism. Um, ultimately, that's going to hold him back. Um, but just with the, you know, the effort, um, you know, that's something that he will always bring, um, you know, just trying to get over screens, um, the other little plays like that, gets into players, um, even, you know, even when they are they're quicker than him. Uh, he, you know, comes away with steals. Um, you know, his hands actually are quite quick, which really helps him. Um, so, you know, he can be, 
can be solid on the defensive end. You know, I don't think he's going to be completely terrible. Um, you know, maybe in his you know, first couple of years, he might take a little bit of time just to understand things a bit more. Um, but over time, just with the way he competes, um, I think, you know, he's going to definitely get there defensively. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see him. Um, you know, he's been on a really upward trajectory um, over the past few years, especially since joining the Centre of Excellence. Um, he was, you know, wasn't you know, that great of a player um, a few years back. Um, but, you know, since joining the Centre of Excellence, he's just continued to work on his game and he's just turned him into a great shooter. Um, and, you know, just really a testament to how hard he's worked. And I'm really excited for him in the future. Yeah, and I, I think that um, the Colonial Association, uh, Athletic Association, is probably a pretty decent level for him. So, you know, you're looking at uh, Hofstra, Drexel, uh, uh, William & Mary, Northeastern, Tulane. You know, it's um, it's definitely mid-major mid, mid and, and uh, James Madison. And you know, it just gives a, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a competition level where, where you can also have success, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, so you're obviously going to develop, um, and then, and then also have, you know, have a chance to have success as well. Um, you know, a lot of, some of these, some, some players head to America and, and, and pick places where, you know, they might not, you know, they're, they're going to an ultra athletic, you know, big, uh, big 10 or, 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 um, or, you know, SEC, um, you know, with your Kentuckys and, or, you know, and, and, you know, you don't, you don't know if you're really going to be able to hold your own in a, in a conference like this where, but it seems like, t- seems to me that the Colonial Athletic Association is a place where, where, um, where he could uh, at least has a chance to excel. Um, and I actually, I did want to go back to, uh, so, so let's just finish off really quick with Kim Minster. Uh, he'll turn, da, 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 he'll turn 19 uh, uh, midsummer as uh, a, as a July birthday i did want to um to actually i, I went back and and looked and uh at uh uh what was his name Ulbrich. uh so he is heading to uh he is heading to uh riverside then right yeah 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 yes. okay because that is uh it's uh it's a pretty uh it's a he, he said he's going to you know have to have some some familiar faces there um you know you have a couple of uh a uh, couple of uh, kiwis over there uh, with, uh, with, uh, Cameron, uh, um, no Flynn Cameron, obviously son of Perro Cameron. Um, there's also, uh, Agnes, um, Agnes McMillan, and there's a couple of, uh, Australians with Dragon Elkas, uh, Daniel Matting and Will, uh, Tattersall, um, and guess sort of the connection to, uh, to the Australians is, uh, Michael Shapil. Is that the way you say his name? Do you know that? I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, assist, I'm not ass, sure. Yeah. Okay. Assistant, assistant coach there uh, at Riverside, and and you know that's that's you know another, um, you know that's uh, that's Big West, uh, Big West Conference. So you know that's your um, uh, Fullerton, Santa Barbara, uh, Cal Poly, Irvine. The nice trip to Hawaii. Um, you know, so it's 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 also a conference where you know, West coast as well. And, um, Long Beach state and stuff like that. And, uh, you might get in Oregon or a St. Mary's San Diego sort of out of conference. I don't know what their conference schedule looks like out of conference schedule looks like next year. So, you know, another, you know, uh, it's not, it's not an ultra comp- uh, competitive league, uh, but it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty, uh, solid league. Uh, uh, Riverside, I think was, um, that's where, 
who's this uh, taco taco fall i think he, he was at the um he was at riverside riverside had a uh, had a had a long tradition of uh, of international guys and and so but now it seems like they've gone really um oceanian uh, on us um all right so i guess uh, that's all we got for you um kane why don't you let everybody know where where they can find you read your stuff etc and then we'll head on our way yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Kane underscore Parnell, um, and you can find my work on ID Prospects. All right, Kane, thanks a lot, and uh, talk to you in two weeks. Thank you.